are listening to the Awesome Lawyers Podcast. This podcast is about self-reflection and inspiration. I am your host, Irina Oleschuk, and I am very happy to welcome each of you here. Hello, dear listeners. I'm very happy to welcome you at the next episode of Awesome Lawyers, and uh, I'm even more glad to introduce you to my guest today, Finn Seidler, a partner at Gibson Dunn, um, great person, great leader. We will talk today about a relationship uh, in team with one another and about leadership. Welcome, Finn. I'm very happy you are here today. Thanks, Irina. Thank you very much. I much appreciate the opportunity. How have you been doing today? I was a comparatively slow day. I'm still recovering from a cold I had last week. Um, and uh, if if I'm I'm sounding a bit uh, speaking through the nose, that's my stuffed nose, still is. Um, I've been sorting my desk, um, and um, uh, but the sun is shining, the sky is blue, so uh, there have been worse days. I'm glad to hear that you're doing well. Um, I would like to ask you that you maybe introduce yourself a little bit and uh, um, say what you are doing and where you are. And um... Absolutely, yes. So I'm Finn Seidler. I'm a litigation partner in the Frankfurt office of Gibson Dunn, a big U.S. firm. Um, I'm 53 years old. I'm married. I have two children. I have a lot of would imagine as being admitted to the bar in Germany. Um, I've been working as a lawyer for almost 25 years now. I have um, specialties in white collar investigation work on the one hand in civil litigation, complex civil litigation very often in international contexts. On the other, I've also had various uh, administrative roles throughout my career. My former firm, I was among others um, in the Associates Committee, uh, which is uh, the committee which is guarding the way to the part the Associates. Uh, and I was um, global vice chair for recruiting for all non-US offices. So that's what I've been doing. It's very short description of 25 years of hard work, I have to say. <laughs> but it sounds also very fascinating. Um, how is it for you to be partnered? By the way, how long are you partner already? Um, longer than I could think, actually. Uh, I've been with Gibson Dunn for almost six years now. And before that, I was, um, I think, 12 years, 15 years at my old firm. So it's more than 15 years now, I think, uh, that I've been a partner. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow. Wow. It's a, it's a long way, I have to say. So thank you for sharing that. Uh, we arranged a little bit what are the main points we want to talk about. And um, I would like to suggest that we will start with the very first one, which is uh, the university time. Mm -hmm. So nowadays, uh, people are starting to talk more and more about the pressure that uh, lawyers uh, can um, feel during their study at the university. And uh, usually it begins with the words, so and you make it good, 
or it's like wasting of your lifetime if you will not manage <laughs> to go through the exams. So um, how was it for you, um, if you can still think about back for so many years or not so many years, <laughs> how was it for you? Would you say that it was like the best or the worst time of your life? I think it was difficult at the time. It was already at that time difficult. I think actually today, uh, given the uh, like decreasing pool of talent uh, due to the um, generations, not uh, there, there are few and few students, I think, and competition amongst employers is getting uh, uh, more fierce uh, and, and more fierce. I think uh it has even become a bit better um um the 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 pressure was there at the time i vividly remember it um i was working really a lot uh not getting paid for it and the 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 results you were you were getting over the years um that that doesn't mean that the state exams they they were like corrected properly i think but um but uh in, in the in the um uh, like uh recurring uh uh tests you had to go through that was that was uh a pain in the days already um pressure was very high i was i was at uh, the university of bayreuth which was a very competitive competitive environment at the time uh and i i remember that although i was i found it intellectually challenging and and great fun doing law uh, it was uh, already at the time there was an enormous pressure on the students. So I, I the difficult if you to today because I'm I'm lacking the insight. Uh, there still is competition amongst uh, students, I think. But if you take a look at the increasing salaries, law firms have to pay to hire qualified people. All the difficulties. Um, the courts uh, and the prosecutors have in uh, hiring people and uh, they are lowering the minimum marks you have to achieve to get in. Um, I, I imagine that uh, it, it is rather, it has rather become easier uh, since like 25 years ago than it was at the time. Okay. Still, uh, it was difficult and challenging, as you say. So what helped you to um, proceed this career? Because, you know, you could quit like on the second year before the, all the hard exams came, but yeah. you still proceed doing that. And uh, afterwards, um, you went to the law firm and now it's yeah. U.S. law firm. Mm -hmm. It is the the intellectual fun of doing law, I think. That is, uh, I really enjoy uh, lawyering, um, and th this helps um, because if you if you are not and and it, it obviously it requires a certain character, and we are we are have uh, we are we are kind of in a set and a framework of rules uh, of logic and language uh, and uh, obviously um where it appears that this was not deterring me enough um i mean we we lack creativity 
um, in a way compared to other professions. But um, the the intellectual challenge of doing the law, I think, is what kept me alive and kept me good at what I am doing. Uh, because if you don't like what you're doing, you're not good at it. I think that's the mantra. Okay. So, yeah, I, I agree with that. I have to say this is actually the reason why I changed to coaching, because I realized that um, passion just changed the direction. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't say that I don't like law at all, but I do. But passion changed the direction, yeah. So, um, university is only the first step. And it's challenging on already at that time. Uh, but when you start working, um, I think the pressure is even bigger from some point of uh, view. How would you say, um, or what would you say could people do in order to um, survive, let's say so? Yeah, yeah. I can, I can remember well remember the first two years of my uh, professional career at the law firm, and I had good mentors. I had people who taught me writing, who taught me dealing with clients. Um, both are things which, although um, on the on the writing side, if you have been uh, uh, pursuing an academic career at least for some time, you think you can write. Mm, but the way lawyers are supposed to write uh, attorneys to their clients, to the court, uh, defers to what you learn at university. So uh, this is something I had to learn. Then I had to learn uh, speaking and writing in English. And uh, I wasn't well equipped, although I had English in, in school and was good at it. Um, but uh, those were the days when the uh, studying abroad was more the exception to the rule. These days, I think it's almost the other way around. But uh, I, I had um, problems uh, writing in English. Um, I had problems spontaneously talking in English over the phone. My worst nightmares was always a Friday afternoon. The partner, for, or late afternoon, the partner had already gone home. And the clients were calling me to clear their desk before the weekend. And they were, in an international environment, they were calling me in English. And I was always afraid to pick up the phone and um, didn't know what it what a respond to uh, that changed after two years when I spent uh, a, more than a year, almost two years in in the U.S. But uh, th those were the challenges on the on the on the positive side. Uh, I had um, done uh, uh, my PhD, my doctor degree, Doctor Osure. Uh, yours in 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 corporate law so i at least on the substance of uh, what i was advising on and litigating uh there there wasn't too much uh to learn there had that come on top uh, had that come on top uh, in addition to like uh getting accustomed to working as a lawyer in general and the specific challenges i was facing in english um, I don't know how I would have coped uh, with it, but in, to some extent, it was obviously luck, and uh, it was also uh, continued to be the like the intellectual pleasure of of uh, doing law. Yeah, and I think that kept me alive. And obviously, uh, one must not underestimate uh, the support one uh, can find at home with with my wife at the time, girlfriend, and later wife. 
uh, who has always supported me in in what I was doing and and um, uh, has has shared the burden with me, um, or I shared the burden with her rather. Um, that all that that is also something one one must not underestimate. I can imagine that the support from home was, was also something that helped you to uh, deal with the with the pressure of work because uh, no one works like forty hours a week, uh, especially at the beginning. Yeah, of course. I mean, uh, th there's some whining involved when then needs to get uh, the head readjusted, uh, thinking about different things, and and I think one of the the things which also kept me alive that I never quit doing other things. So I always tried to do some sports or watch soccer, reading good books, doing some cooking or barbecuing. These things um, kind of have a, a broader mindset than uh, than um, like the narrow-minded stereotype big law lawyer uh, one maybe has uh, in mind when, when talking about big law firms. Um, tell me, am I right? It seems to me to be like a secret of your balance of life, like to live not only with work, but to have so many different hobbies and activities in your life. Yeah, it's well, it's it's uh, it's one's personality, and I'm very glad that I have uh, always pursued other interests as well. Although, as I said earlier. I, I like the intellectual challenge of doing law, but uh, it never kept me from looking here and there, um, as we say in German, über den Tellerrand hinaus. So that is, I think, uh, in, uh, a, a, hopefully a part of my personality. Obviously, for others, uh, they might want to have things differently and, and then continue only with doing law and nothing else, but that wouldn't be something I'd, I'd like to pursue. Um, so, yeah. Mm -hmm. Thanks for sharing that. We wanted uh, to devote our conversation uh, also to the relationship, a relationship in a um, team mm -hmm. and about leadership. Uh, what is, um, how do you think, what is the most important, maybe three rules that each person have to follow in order to be a good team player, or even if not the team player, a good part of the team? Yeah, I think it does not work without like your substantive skill set. I think it's inevitable because if you're, uh, not up to your game with regard to the substance of what one is doing, what you're doing, what that, then the other team members have to cope for it, and that in the long run doesn't work. So people who don't do law well um, are an obstacle to a working team, first thing. Second thing is, I think, uh, good teamwork requires um, respect for the others, personalities uh, are different uh, and everyone might tackle a problem differently, but uh, we should always have respect for who the other persons are, the other team members are, and, um, and uh, accept that uh, they might 
play things differently, but also have success with it, uh, dealing with their their challenges, with their mistakes, with their strong sides, is accepting team members, I think, as they are to some extent. Obviously, you're as a, as a leader of the team, you're trying to form them in one way or the other. Uh, but often, I hope more by example than by anything else. So that's the second, I think, contribution uh, to a team. And the third one is a, a good portion of humor, I think. Otherwise, you get crazy. <laughs> humor is, to the last one, you know, humor is also something that helps me uh, with my uh, marriage. Yeah, <laughs> well, that 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 it probably applies to all uh, like human interaction. Yeah, yeah. I mean, over the years, thinking about it, you spend probably more time with your team members than with your uh, with your spouse, uh, and then it doesn't come as a surprise that uh, humor is required in both uh, in both environments. Yeah, <laughs> that's for sure. Um, what would you say uh, about uh, the conflicts uh, in team? Mm. What would be an appropriate way um, taking uh, into consideration the three other things that you already told? What is the most important when you have to deal with conflicts uh, at work? Yeah. This is, uh, I think... Uh, and that applies to all leaders, all teams, uh, a constant challenge because there is no like uh, one rule does it all. Um, I think it is um, depending obviously on the specifics, the individual circumstances. In my opinion, and I've tried multiple ways, uh, a group is not good in discussing conflicts as a group. I think a series of bilateral conversations might often things make things easier. Otherwise, you get dynamics into the discussion which do not help solving it. Yeah. So three people then form a group and bicker at the fourth person. Uh, the fourth person gets defensive. Uh, it's very difficult. Um, and I think. Uh, trying to solve it through bilateral conversations uh, is the better. In, in at least to me, it seemed to have worked better in the past than anything else. Okay, okay. And um, I know you have a story about um, in, from your career when you had um, some maybe misunderstandings with one of the colleagues and you did something that helped you to come closer to that person. I would be very happy if you can share the story that you told me like recently, um, because I think it can have a value and it can be used as an example how to, you know, uh, how to proceed if you feel yourself not very comfortable with someone of your colleagues. Well, I always had the pleasure of, in general, feeling comfortable with whom I was working with. It is a, it has always been a, actually a privilege that I was able to pick at least at most points in my career my my teammates. Uh, um, obviously, uh, people have uh, 
different skill sets and uh, strengths uh, on one hand and weaknesses on the other. Um, you should, however, see a person holistically, I think. Um, and even those, I think, at least I had difficulties with. I was trying to, uh, I was trying to always think of what can I learn of that person. I uh, well remember um, someone I, I was working with, a, a former partner, um, and I had um, I had trouble with with that person, like not obvious, and it was, but but still enough to affect my cooperation with that person. And then I started thinking about it. How can I get a different mindset? And and the the what, what I was then uh, what what I developed was the thinking of what can I learn of this individual? And I, I learned in this respect when I were looking at the person. I thought, well, he's well dressed. He's really well dressed. I don't know why, uh, but this is something I really can learn of that person. And I. Uh, then that apparently it changed my mind in a way that it became much easier to deal with that individual going forward. I wouldn't say we became close friends, but it the, there was an in, a visible and palpable improvement uh, of our our interactions, mutual interactions, uh, to an extent that I hadn't hoped before. So, okay, and. Um... As you said, it was combined uh, with a desire to learn how to dress differently or better. Um, did this change came after you changed also something in your wardrobe or it was really pure mindset change? It was a pure mindset. I'm, I'm still not well-dressed, I think. Uh, I can still learn a lot of that person. Um, but... Uh, it, it was an example of what I can learn from that person and looking at others, what can I learn from them? What can they do? What do they do better than I can? I do. Uh, and uh, trying to learn uh, and never stop learning, I think, is one of the important things of uh, being a, a, a good uh, a good leader. Yeah. Oh, thank you. You know, it's very interesting because it remembers me on my own attitude to the, uh, like, um, you know, if people change, for example, work or some part of life, life comes to the end and the next part starts, I'm always saying it's important to have a look like back and to get out of the situation. What what was What is the best? What could I learn from that situation? Mm -hmm. What can I take with me? Yeah. And um, it's very interesting because it did um, or it does influence my mindset as well. And uh, it helps like, you know, um, not to burn the bridge, but just to, to close it for myself, like friendly. And it's very uh, um, interesting because actually it is the same, but instead of closing something, you doing it like in now time so mm. you working on your mindset with this various short question what can i learn from that person mm. it's incredible i think it's it's just amazing <laughs> yeah it's an attempt to keep a positive attitude of course of course
trying to see trying to see things positively yeah well it's not always easy but i think uh, the goal is the road yeah or... yeah yeah it's it's never easy <laughs> if it were easy we were in sitting here that's my yes. that's what that's what i'm what i'm telling telling the the young associates if they're if if they get desperate about the the workload or the the challenge the the, the substantive challenge they're dealing with if it were easy, we weren't sitting here. <laughs> yes, for sure. Um, tell me, what helps you to stay mental fit at your work? I think it is the great team and the great firm and the privilege I have working in such an environment. Uh, um, over time, you also learn uh, how to deal with different clients experience you learn to kind of sort out the different characters uh and different characters need and require and rightly expect different responses from you yeah you have the more academic and the more hands-on you have the uh like um more uh what is it the characters who easily explode and need to be hedged properly and you have those who have uh who are always uh calm um and you need to to find your way around and experience in this respect uh experience helps uh actually someone telling you oh this is a such and such a character try to do it this way can also help but it does not substitute for experience and again uh loving the intellectually loving what you do uh loving your work i think is very important loving the subject matter and if you don't like it you need to move on i think if you don't like the law stop practicing law yeah for sure <laughs> otherwise you can you can be get depression burnout and be very unhappy then yeah but that is not it's not limited to the law though uh you can have the same uh uh if you're if you're practicing medicine and you don't like to see blood or whatever it, or patients then uh <laughs> the, the the options are limited yeah yes for sure say that uh, uh, it's not also like that that you know at the point when it becomes hard we need to stop and you know just leave it so there is some kind of balance which is needed because uh, there's uh, i think it is impossible to reach uh, the point of time you know or the the goal when your job is fascinating and uh, it's motivating you all the time you also have probably some hopefully um, or hopefully <laughs> not German here hopefully short moments where the job is maybe not so interesting and the projects are maybe not so um, inspiring but this phase comes uh, to the end and then you have your motivation again isn't it I would hope so yes yes and but do you have th these moments when you would say oh I'm I'm hoping this project goes to the end because um that has rarely happened to me fortunately 
I had most of them. I mean, obviously, there are cases which are uh, some to some extent boring, but I have had the privilege over the years to be able to influence that one way or the other. So I was almost all the time doing really fascinating stuff you could read about in the papers at some point in time. Uh, and that is, um, and, and which are intellectually challenging and you, you meet very interesting people, different people. Um, I couldn't, I mean, and you get well paid. So, uh, <laughs> no, no reason to whine. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you said we we need to we need to put a little bit of humor. It's true, <laughs> but it's also funny too. <laughs> so um, the last point of our conversation, uh, I would be happy if we talk a few words about leadership, mm -hmm. because um, for me, you are someone who is a great leader and a great example of leadership. I know you would say you're like uh, something in the way person cannot uh, reflect on herself too much or so so on, but it is for me one of the points which makes you a great leader. Um, still, um, how do you think, what is actually important when we talk about leadership mm -hmm. to pay attention to? Yeah, I think... Uh... There are a few things I think I have learned in life, early in life. You get kind of some basic equipment from your parents, from your family at home. Um, you're becoming socialized over the years. Uh, learn from others. Um, I think respect for the human being uh, is, a, is a key factor. Um, leading by example is another uh i think is important uh and um loving what what you're actually doing is also very important because if you hate what you're doing how can you lead by example um so i think those those are the key factors uh and i mean obviously it's difficult to uh to make a mental map how to achieve that um realizing it i think is already difficult enough changing things uh once you're beyond your mid-20s is i think really difficult thinking about oneself self-reflection i think uh is inevitable um however the 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 problem is that in particular if you're a lawyer uh you're you're basically getting paid to convey positions um and not let yourself being uh like bullied or or threatened and sometimes sometimes it at least at the surface seems to um collide this this image or this what you were what you're paid to do collides with self-reflection and you need to however maintain to be able to do both i think thank you for that and um i want to from the list or from the points you named uh pick the one which is leading by example mm -hmm. because uh i think it's a little bit tricky and it's um some people using it in order like to make an example but then at the end of the day they are ruining the team 
and people are quitting. What I mean is... Yeah, if you uh, have a bad leader, <laughs> leading by example is a bad idea. Yeah. Yes, of course. <laughs> so what I'm interested is, uh, for example, um, some leaders, I wouldn't say partners, some leaders, or they have an attitude, for example, to write some 11 in the evening, uh, not at the emergent deal, because we, mm -hmm. we always... I think it's clear if you have like a burning deal and uh, then you have to work, it's fine. I mean, everything is okay. You know, you have a regular day, regular work. And then mm -hmm. still, for example, people are writing 11 in the evening or calling you even for your private handy mm. because they want to work and they uh, like uh, expecting you to forget your life because you only have because you like earn enough of money and you have then it means you can be used yeah i am not very confident that this is uh easy to change people are as they are and if they have the tendency to call you at 11 p.m uh to discuss things which have time until the noon of the next day uh, you won't be able to change that. Um, in particular, if there's a hierarchy involved, as almost always, so the junior associate telling the partner that this is inappropriate or a bad idea won't work, the, in, at least in 95% of the cases, I would think. Uh, the partner will always think, oh, these lazy young kids, uh, we shower them with money and they're still not willing to work. Um, if there is a chance, uh, then... One of the other partners, the peers, should uh, keep guard of the others. Uh, and maybe it is a way to discuss this, I would say, almost abusive pattern with another partner, a different partner who can exercise him uh, influence over the, over the other one. Uh, um, otherwise, my only solution to that would be run. <laughs> run for your life and get somewhere else. <laughs> I hope you don't have uh, such employees now who, who will listen it and follow. <laughs> <laughs> they know me enough; otherwise, they would have left. <laughs> and and I mean, it is it is obviously also something uh, which we which we haven't mentioned. There, like there are people even among the associates who see, who apparently necessarily some love being called at 11 in the evening uh, because they feel important. Uh, and uh, maybe th that is the right uh, approach and attitude in, in that team. It doesn't work for me. It doesn't work, I hope, for my folks here. Uh, but there are there are different leaders. There are different uh, uh, associates, different people uh, who want different leaders. Um, and therefore, uh, like, there's no unique wisdom here, I think. Uh, people act differently and they should have the opportunity. Uh, if I get these calls at 11 in the evening, um, I told you, I make a dash somewhere else. Yeah. Of course. Of course. I know some people also using the strategy not to pick up the phone. It doesn't help. They, they they then pester you with emails and you have like a bad feeling the next morning. 
uh, I mean, it, 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 on a, on a short term solution, switching off the phone might get you through the evening. Uh, although you start then ogling at the phone often enough, whether someone has called, uh, at least I would. Uh, and it is it is not solving the like underlying uh, key problem to it. Yeah, it's avoiding something, but it that that doesn't work in the long run. I understand. So I hope everyone heard it correctly that if you have such a problem you need to look support at other partners or uh, equal employers who can uh, direct your um, trouble or your trouble to the yeah. person who's making your life to a hell yes don't sacrifice your, don't sacrifice your life to to such a jerk period <laughs> It's not funny at all, but uh, it's um, it's refreshing, you know, uh, to hear that because um, and I think it's very valuable that there are so many, uh, hopefully many other partners like you are who see what is the value of, like of the life, you know, like work is not everything. Yeah, I, I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> Finn, um, we already talked for half an hour and you know that uh, this podcast has for a reason to make it short and also um, I want to value your time as well. So allow me to ask you the last question, which is what would be your pearl of wisdom that you would like to share with our listeners? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I it's obviously difficult to uh, summarize, I think, the last 35 minutes in one pearl of wisdom. But I, th I think I think the respect for the individual, for the teammates, uh, for your co-workers, uh, for, for uh, people in general is uh, what should should guide you through through your personal life and your professional life. Uh, and um, that I hope would be the pearl of wisdom I I, I try to convey uh, this afternoon to you. Um, um, and I, I it ha it has some universal value. I hope uh, making it work in the individual in practice in the individual case obviously easier said than done. But uh, this this would be it. I think. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. And uh, thank you for being here today. I enjoyed our conversation a lot. It's a great pleasure. And uh, I wish you uh, to stay healthy, first of all. Thank you. Not to get ill um, at all or not soon at all. Yeah. Uh, um, game of words. But anyway, I wish you luck and hope to see you in next episodes again. And Yes, thank you. Thank you, Irina. It was a pleasure talking to you. Goodbye.